Hello and welcome back to Really Good Appears, where we chat about and discuss all sorts of movies. My name is Gary O'Brien, and with me today is Sir Kenny Lopin, as we talk about the 2007 rom-com, P.S. I Love You. So stick around, we hope you enjoy. <laughs> burn oh, you've been burned you you tell him <laughs> yeah um Sirka, hello Hi. welcome back thanks for having me back. first podcast of, first podcast of 2022 are Absolutely. you excited are you jazzed ready to go i was thinking about this like we clearly had done um a few too many films that were like decent you know like had um fan followings you know like the cult classic mm-hmm. rocky horror we did west side story we did murder on the orient express and um when valentine's came uh, over the horizon again this just came to me in a in a fever dream yeah. <laughs> and i knew we had to do it you hadn't seen it before yeah. i had no i yeah, saw this it you saw it in cinemas I saw it, it was like cinema. so so what i love about this like you were saying you said movies that were decent but as anyone, as you have learned, whenever I drag you past the year 2000, it's usually for something that's god awful yeah. and that you're not going to enjoy. 100%. So, so we thought this year, since we did, so we, we did Valentine's Day last year, Valentine's Day, we thought, you know, what's another, I asked you what's another like rom-com we could do and immediately you said this movie. Yeah. And I'd never seen it. It's obviously known for, you know, it having bad Irish accents in it. Mm-hmm. Um. But, you know, I honestly don't... I think the Irish accents are not the worst part of this movie at all. No. I think there's, there's so much more worse than I can forgive them so much quicker than some of the nonsense in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, Cecilia Hearn must have made a bunch of money, because this is shocking. Do you imagine writing a book that's well-renowned, does very well sales, as far as I could see, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's just reviewed quite positively, and someone ga- goes, hey, can I? can we give you a lot of money for this? But we're actually not going to use a lot of it. We might use like 10% of what of your book. Oh, and make really? It, oh, so the book is very different to the movie from what I gather. Thank um, goodness. <laughs> so, so yeah, and that's why I was watching it. I was like, I really want to read the book because that's good. So the book, I won't, I won't jump, yeah, I won't go too far ahead. But basically, the, this movie is set in New York and Ireland. Yeah. The book is all in Ireland. Oh, nice. Um, so there's a lot of like differences. And there's more that I'll talk about later on. But like... That's what saves it for me, where I was like, oh, thank God. Mm-hmm. It's just a poor adaption of what seems to be quite a good book. Okay, that's that makes me feel better, because I have no opinions on Celia Hearn, but, you know, we want to protect Irish talent as much as we can. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, they just, they just should have put some Irish talent in this oh movie. Oh, my God, find a single Irish actor or <laughs> actress. They exist. Have you heard that Ireland has actors, you know? And would you would you believe like like they went to Ireland? They were going yes. to the place with all the Irish people. It's very easy to get one. Oh yeah, don't even have to travel. Like the Irish people would just meet you at the airport. It's fine. No, any excuse to just you know go to America. We love it. Absolutely. Get like uh, get someone who's completely inappropriate but still Irish. I'm trying to think like um, Brendan Gleeson. <laughs> yeah. Brendan Gleeson and Graham Norton in P.S. I Love You. Like oh my god, no. <laughs> Yeah, what was that? It's re-team, well, you re-team Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson from In Bruges, where you have them do <laughs> P.S. I Love You. A hundred percent. But yeah, so I guess, 
you know, I don't, I don't know how to begin this, but I guess you could do us, do me the favor of trying to explain what this movie is roughly about, oh. um, like the plot synopsis, I guess, for people who aren't aware what this movie is about. Right. Um, I heard someone else describe it as this, so I'll steal it. It's about a ghost sending his wife on a treasure hunt <laughs> <laughs> around Ireland. That's that sounds a bit more exciting than it is, but that's basically it. It's you know, we meet this couple. He passes away immediately. And um, she gets these letters from him beyond the grave to, like, tell her to go do things and take adventures. And it's, um, I think I want to get into this question later, but it really treads the line of, like, sweet idea versus horrifying reality. (laughs) Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, like, it, it is set up to be this beautiful thing for, like, you know, a husband. Like, he's diagnosed with a brain tumor, so he kind of knows he's going to um, pass away soon. So he, like, takes the time to, like, like you said, kind of have this whole new scavenger hunt nearly for his wife. Um, but, yeah, it does lead into a lot of problematic issues kind of yeah. with that. My, my, my biggest thing was, and I have it written, where did I have it written down here? I was like... Um, this is setting unrealistic expectations for widows. Can you imagine how many people had husbands pass away and were just like, do you wonder if Derek wrote to me? Yeah. <laughs> Where are all my ghost letters? Yeah, exactly. And Derek's ghost telegrams and ghost cakes. Oh, I have to get onto the telegram a little bit. Okay, no. like, Derek's, been, Derek's been dead three months and I haven't heard from him. <laughs> What a bastard. Fucking. What a freak. Because, uh, yeah, you, this movie starts, like, in media res with an angry couple, and the angry couple is fighting. <laughs> like, yeah, we, we won't go through every beat no, of the movie, no, no. but this opening five minutes, and I said this to you in a voice message, I have never hated a movie so quickly than this I wanted movie. to turn it I, off. I was like, these are hateful characters. Why am I watching like, this? I literally, my, my first note is, these are not real people. Um, <laughs> I... I also had a note somewhere being like, these these people as friends would be exhausting because the first like seven minutes to five to seven minutes of this movie is just these two people arguing relentlessly oh. and just over stupid points. Yes. And I just remember thinking, I this is how this movie wants to open. I was like, I'm so uncomfortable from the off. Yeah, like, exactly. Am I meant to be rooting for them? Am I meant to be sad when one of them is dead now? Because <laughs> like, now we have one less to deal with. No, he hangs around. <laughs> he's, he's still there. Jared Butler is still here. Yeah. Uh, exactly. I don't want to like, yeah, we don't need to hold the listener, the dear listener's hand. God, they're so intelligent. They can, they can follow what we're talking about. But this yeah. opening scene, it's just... I want to talk about it as well because it's like, yeah, the scene is just them having a fight and then they kind of make up and then it immediately cuts after the credits to his funeral. So you're like, oh, okay. So, and there's definitely some bits in here that are just awful. First off, they're fighting about like the future. Scary. No one, yeah. And they're like, we can't have a baby in this apartment. This apartment is palatial. This apartment (laughs) is beautiful yeah. and Hilary Swank is like what am I meant to change the nappies on the windowsill and I'm like you have three offices <laughs> you have like <laughs> a walk-in house is huge you have an entire wardrobe dedicated to shoes <laughs> like yeah I, I swear she has like a sewing room in there they have this gigantic apartment and I'm like yeah I think you might fit a cot in here like babies need a lot of stuff but yeah. your apart <laughs> your argument is stupid and I hate it <laughs> Like they're just like I don't think I don't know how much of it I I, I dislike uh, the acting of Hilary Swank or Jared Butler, 
or it's yeah. the writing, but it's definitely a combination of the both, of both of them just not gelling at all. hundred percent. I don't think they like each other as actors, as characters. Um, I have a question for you that I might, I'll ask later on actually, but it's okay. just like, there's just this first five, 10 minutes of this movie. Ma, it's, it, I'm, yeah, it was bad. It's just not fun. As in, like, I don't no. know. I just it's terrible yeah it's a weak bad opening and you're like this is where you're meant to hook people and i'm like oh no <laughs> i have i have not been hooked in fact i was completely turned off because well they have the fight and then of course in the way of movies the way you solve a fight is by having sex because well, that's yeah, just how arguments work jared butler did a little strip dance in his suspenders um oh and which... his shamrock bos- boxers that every irish man is given <laughs> Yeah, there's a few things in this where I'm like, I don't think these these producers, directors, and writers have as met an Irish person. Because uh, no. there's two things that are said in this scene, uh, which is kiss oh, me I ass. I know at least, yeah, I know at least which one just, of them, or at least I hope you're going to talk about one of them. <laughs> oh, do you mean the line, lick, lick you like a Glaswegian chocolate? No, lick your little Glaswegian chocolate. <laughs> Sorry, I, wow, that was way different. Than, I, was, I was just so wrapped up with hating this movie. So what was the line, lick your little Glaswegian chocolate? Yes. Oh my god. Oh my. That's so much worse. I mean, I don't know. I don't. I know what a Glaswegian chocolate is from context, but that's yeah. not a phrase. <laughs> no, not what Irish people use. Also, this guy. This guy's from Enniskerry. This. I know. Okay, Jared Butler's accent. I don't. I can forgive it because, like I said, yeah. he's got a big Irish head on him, so I can kind of see it. <laughs> and he's like, he moved to. He moved from Enniskerry to Ireland, so his accent could have got a bit fucked. But what's the most jarring is that later on in the movie, when we meet his parents, they sound like Irish people from Enniskerry. So you're just yeah. like, what happened to your son? <laughs> oh, at Ellis Island, they, they issued oh. him a, a yeah. bad accent. He's like, oh, here's your shamrock underwear and bad accent. You get in there. Oh, so yeah. And yeah, the last like phrase we hear this man say to his wife is that she's a crazy bitch pain in me hole. And then it cuts to the opening credits and I'm like, this is a toxic relationship. I think you two should break up. I think you two need a divorce. No, they so should have. They so should have. Because um, they don't honestly seem happy together. <laughs> no, not at all. And they seem very mismatched in terms of personality. And like, you, I don't know. It's it's about the, yeah. Oh, this is going to be a hard one. So I'm going to talk about <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, don't worry. Your favorite prop comes up in the oh. next scene. <laughs> So, yeah, I think it's very important to establish this opening scene and this following scene because it sets the tone for the entire movie. So it's your man's funeral then, uh, mm. J- Jerry Butler's. And again, they also I didn't know it was a funeral immediately because everyone doesn't seem sad enough, in my opinion. No. <laughs> like Everyone's <laughs> reactions are very inappropriate. <laughs> uh, and like, it was like... They, they started, there was some music playing. They were all doing shots of whiskey. To be honest, the way it was going, I was like, this is how I want my funeral. I want everyone to have to do a <laughs> shot of whiskey. And I want a priest up there singing fairy tale New York. Oh, you, you want a priest to be singing the gay slur while the camera oh. focuses focuses in on him with a big old smile. And then it cuts to Kathy Bates. Uh... And she just looks shocked and hard. And that's, I feel like if you put up a mirror to me, that's exactly how I would look. <laughs> I'm like, wow. Also, what a different world 2007 was. Like, my God. Honestly, <laughs> I was thinking about this because some of these jokes as well are just clangers. Yeah. Oh, I, I described them to a friend of ours. Shout out to Lily. 
has F tier friends jokes. You know those. <laughs> you know those. Uh, speaking of friends, Lisa Kudrow in this movie. Yeah. But you know those jokes in Friends where the punchline is Ross's ex is a lesbian. Yeah. Like that's just the joke is that she's gay. There's there's a lot of that in this. <laughs> I I don't know who wrote it, but I I actually might look into that. I don't know why I don't know why I didn't do it in the beginning. But um yeah, it's, it's not it's, worth it. <laughs> it's not. I don't think I. It's not a funny movie. Uh, it's not a good rom-com because I don't like the characters and the story as it progresses is bad. And I think one of the signs that I knew something was up with this movie was that when we see a weird box on the table at the funeral and I was like, what is that? And then and then they say at one point, they're like, and I want to thanks, thanks again to Hilary Swinks. Hilary Swink? Hilary Swanks. <laughs> oh, Holly. I want to say thanks to Holly for designing, you know, Jerry's urn. Oh. Paint a picture for a circuit about how this, <laughs> what this urn looks like. God. Um, so imagine like an electric guitar amplifier mm-hmm. <laughs> covered in little silver hemispheres. And that's his urn? Question mark. <laughs> Because I'll tell you what, Gary, watching this movie, I was Googling a lot of things. I also Googled the definition of an urn. Because <laughs> I was like, no, this is just, you can't call whatever you want. Just because your dead husband's in it doesn't mean it's an urn. It is, because an urn is a tall, rounded vase with a stem and base, especially when oh. used for storing the ashes of, cre- of a cremated person. Not just a... Also, what did she make it out of? Is this safe? It has human remains in it. So, I found it. So, Hilary Swank's oh Holly, um, what you call it, designed Jerry's urn at his request. And though not mentioned, she made it to match his guitar case, which is seen in the corner of their apartment. Oh. Why not make... Why not write that into the dialogue? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, and they just have us wondering why he's been put into this weird leathery cube because <laughs> also it's huge it's so it big is massive it's it is like four times as big as an urn you're like because <laughs> like... also spoiler alert she lugs this thing around new york with her for months and i'm like god this poor woman <laughs> Like you know the way some people, and you know what's funny in that, like you know the way sometimes when people like have an urn, they like like a relative, like they might I don't know, like, they store it in their home or something like that. They could yeah, have yeah. like their mantelpiece or a shelf or something. This thing couldn't fit on like an it couldn't fit in an IKEA like Kallax unit. And this woman only minutes ago was complaining about the lack of space in their apartment. <laughs> but as we know, she just didn't want to clear out the second office. For she didn't want to move the piano for her husband's yeah. remains. Is the oh, large geez. pizza oven definitely couldn't go? <laughs> exactly. She's like, oh um, no, not not the indoor pool. Jerry loved the indoor pool. Yeah. <sighs> uh, but j- just speaking of you were saying about like F tier friend jokes, um, <laughs> Lisa Kudrow's in this movie. What did you think of her character? Oh, I both liked and disliked her. Yes. I liked her because she's doing something. She's actually a character that like has a bit of a storyline. Yeah. But she's way too fleshed out for what she is, which is yeah. like a very much uh, second tier character. Because she has like, Holly has two friends in this movie, Gina Gershon and Lisa Kudrow. And Lisa Kudrow gets like all the riffs and bits and a storyline and a whatever, but then for no payoff. Like, yeah. 
it's like we're just sneaking a glimpse into someone else's life. But also she has a lot of the clangers because they make her like sassy and sarcastic. And you're like, yeah. oof. No. I did I did like there is a scene of her at, at that funeral going around and be like, Hi, I am what's her name? What's her character's name? Uh Denise. Hi, I'm Denise. It's like uh it's like I it's what she asked, she goes, Oh, are are you single? And she's like, Are you gay? Are you working? And they're like those are her three qualifying questions to any man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I was and like, she's oh, like, Oh damn. Just cut out the cut out the faff. You know what I mean? Fair play to her. Yeah. Exactly, that's the thing. She's almost an interesting character, except she has to play second fiddle to mopey, mopey Hilary Swank. And, like, Hilary Swank is a good actress, but I don't... She doesn't feel right for this. She's way too serious, I think, or something. I suppose yeah, it is a serious is, topic, but I don't know. I don't see, get there, it. There, I don't feel there, it. Yeah, there is moments of this where I don't know if it's being played for a drama or a comedy. I think... Or, like, not sorry, a drama or a rom-com. Because uh, I think yeah. there is a distinction. But... There's a scene at the very end of the movie where I think it all becomes too much for her and she just breaks down and runs to her mom in the pub and starts crying. Oh, yeah, that's very good. But I, but like, I was like, it doesn't really have that ama- emotional heft to it. It doesn't have that, like, it just, yeah. like, it, was, it was still, it was totally a bit weird. I don't know if it was the lighting or I don't know what it was, but like. That, that, <laughs> her, her run to the pub did look a bit silly like, as well. She's yeah, like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know if it was just like, I, you just need to get upset. So just be upset for this scene and then we move on. But like I felt like that could have been the that could have been the the, the climax, the, the, yeah. Yeah, like that could like I don't know if you were like if it was up for Oscar contention or something like that would be the scene you'd show in like in, if it yeah, was a drama yeah, yeah. movie. Whereas this, it was just like she she just cried a bit and then they were walking in a park like right after. And I was yeah, like, there's basically the... like a Simpsons smash cut to like yeah. Central Park, and you're like, oh okay. She goes, Mom, I'm sad, and then she goes, they're there. Let's go for a walk, and then they're fine. It's just like yeah. Kathy Bates is also wasted in this movie so Kathy Bates plays her mum and she's just she's the only voice of reason which I like mm-hmm. but it feels like again there's no payoff this is a very flat movie yeah but she's and also on Valentine's Day so maybe we should do Kathy Bates rom-coms every year <laughs> oh God, yes we should God we're gonna start running out of movies pretty quick unless yeah. she does more rom-coms <laughs> I'll get on to her agent um... is Misery a rom-com could we like <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, you could, you know. <laughs> we could, we could spin that. Yeah. Uh, but another thing, actually, just about this movie, um, that just made it all feel very weird, is that uh, uh, Holly, you know, small mm-hmm. apartment. She's let. She keeps leaving all of her jobs. She can't find the right job. Um, uh, she's like, oh, I just keep working for idiots. I'm like, I've seen how you argue. You are okay. a difficult person to deal with. <laughs> I can, I can just oh, get that sense. One hundred percent. But oh, also, 100%. she's 30 and she's married and she has an apartment in New York City. I'm just like, yeah. what are you talking about? Yeah, she's like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing and I don't feel like an adult. And it's like, you have your life more together than anyone <laughs> in 2022 could <laughs> wish for. <laughs> and also, like, she she should have been evicted from this apartment at some point in this movie because at the beginning they're arguing about like not having money because she wants to like quit her job to like she doesn't love her job and he is a limo driver and wants to start a business of like chauffeuring or something with James Marsters who's in this movie Spike from Buffy for like a cumulative four minutes (laughs) and it's just like oh okay um and yeah, they're talking about like no money and now Jerry's dead. I don't think they really do like widow's pension in America because they don't give you any money for anything. Yeah. And I'm like, 
she quits her job or she gets fired for being completely unprofessional yeah. on her one day of work that she goes to. <laughs> and then she goes on like week-long trips to Ireland and I'm like, how is she affording any of this? She goes to a, <laughs> a workshop later in the movie and just like... Speaking of, speaking of extreme expenses, um, she shipped all of his belongings to Ireland. Yes! She shipped, oh, I didn't even think of she that. She shipped, like, I'm going to say upwards of about 15 large cardboard boxes and she writes Ennis Scary Ireland on them I'm just like how much are you paying for shipping and also like at the same time I imagine his, his parents have a bit of space but imagine just all of a sudden your adult son all of his belongings just get sent oh to you you're just like like what am I supposed to do with that like yeah, anyway no. Think Davis. of all the things you own. Think of when you're moving house and you're like, fuck, why do I own so many things? Yeah. And then you just sent them to your parents <laughs> to deal with it. <laughs> also, I do like that she writes just Enna Scary on it because that would still get it to Enna Scary. 100% would, yeah. <laughs> Someone would be in the Enna Scary post office like, right, okay, it's all coming from America. Oh, Jerry, yeah, you know, yeah. Martin's son, he went off to America, <laughs> didn't he? Right, we'll forward it on to Martin then. <laughs> And you'd be like, God damn it. They just <laughs> That's open exactly bo- how it would go. <laughs> they just open a box and it's all shamrock underwear. And they're like, ah, Jerry. <laughs> ah, what a lad. That- Are you telling me that as a man in his 20s from Ireland, you don't have shamrock underwear? don't and you know what I mean it's speaking of not having my life together in 2022 I think that's something I really need to get on the list <laughs> that's why you don't have a neurotic wife <laughs> yeah oh my god as soon as I get that underwear and spend it <laughs> um, you won't have a neurotic child bride yeah I'm trying to think I think the only place you get, you'd have to go to like Carol's or something like that and either Carol's or like Penny's on St. Patrick's Day ah yeah that'd be it and uh, statistically it would say like Pogue Mahone uh, or something like that. I feel like I would have oh, to yeah. say, yeah. That's what I should do now. God. Anyway. Uh, so then, then we get into the grieving montage, which yeah. is pretty rough. <laughs> yeah, it's just her staying at home and stuff. But like, so they, like this is the interest. So here's the difference actually between um the the novel and the the book. Uh, sorry, the novel. And the, movie. <laughs> the novel and the book. <laughs> the, 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 book uh, the novel and the movie, which is uh, in the movie, she just gets random letters. And what's cool about mm. the letters is, and like this is where kind of a very positive thing about the letters is in my eyes. And like he is trying to help coach her or nurse her through her grief uh, by yeah. just being like, you know, get out more, go like go out and buy a dress, go to carry it, like do these things, live your life after like you know I'm not here anymore, which is. That is kind of sweet when you think about it. Like yeah. he's there, like he's there to say it's okay to move on and stuff. Um, like get rid of my stuff. You don't need it around. Like just keep the leather jacket because memories, blah blah blah. But other stuff, just you know, move it on. It's all kind of interesting. Um, uh, but in the so in the novel though, she gets all eleven letters at once, and he's like open okay, one yeah. a month. So that makes sense. Yeah, like it's kind of it. It shows that like I don't know, it shows such restraint <laughs> to not open them yeah. all at once. <laughs> But in this, she's just randomly getting letters. We don't know where they're coming from. And it's all very weird, I think. I don't like... I'm... Yeah, I prefer I prefer what you've described about the book there. Because, yeah, that would make sense that he would be like, I've written you letters. You're going to read one a month. And, yeah, it'll kind of get you through this. Because that also gives her a timeline. In this one, it felt to me that, like, it really drags out because she doesn't know where they're coming from. And yeah. she's like accusing her friends of this and she's like this is really not cool guys in the first like the first one she gets on her birthday and there's like a recording from jerry and i'm like yeah this is a little bit morbid i would i don't know how i'd feel about this but if yeah i think it's the fact that she wasn't in on it or i don't know because i do like the idea of you know listen i know i'm going to be passing away you can get through this and please don't 
live your life about me once I'm gone. Like, yeah. you're 30. You have so much more life left to go. Because <laughs> they got married when they were like 20 and 25 or something. God. I know. I was like, no thanks. <laughs> this is why This is why me and Sarah could do the, do the Valentine's Day episode. <laughs> yeah. Are we the ones who are wrong? Are we the ones who are wrong? No, no, I don't think so. I think, I think we're in the right here. <laughs> I think Rotten Tomatoes uh, has our back on this. This is twenty twenty-seven. Actually, speaking of critical response, uh, it 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 is an award-winning movie. Uh, Hilary Swank won, won an Oscar, not an Oscar, sorry, won an award for her uh, performance in this. Was Which, it a Razzie? No, so much better slash worse, depending on what your opinion oh. on this is. Hilary Swank won the two thousand and eight People's Choice Irish Film and Television Award for Best International Actress. Oh. We, as a people, said she was the best international actress in 2008. Oh my god. <laughs> we took the Venn diagram and really flipped it on its head. We said, who's not an Irish actress? Would you like oh to know who god. won the... So keep in mind, so if they, I don't know how this exactly works out. But like, yeah. if this is the same... Um, I think the, this is the Oscars. Yeah, so the Oscars in 2008 was the, for the films in 20, 2007. So yeah. if you take it by who won the Oscar in 2008 versus who won the Irish People's Choice of Word of Film and TV. So yeah. the person who won the Oscar was uh, Marion Cotillard for Le Vie oh, yeah. Rose. And the Irish people mm-hmm. were like, no thanks. Get it out of my face. <laughs> it has nothing to do with Enniskerry. We don't yeah. need it here. <laughs> yeah, like even like Elliot Page was nominated for Juno. Uh, there's all these things that we were just like, no thanks. Sorry, <laughs> I don't know her. <laughs> who is this? Do you know what uh, I'm starting to think? I'm starting to wonder, this urn should have been credited because this urn is a fucking character in this movie, this leathery box. Because I was trying to think like, oh yeah, what happens next? There's a weird karaoke scene because he says like, it's your birthday, go out and celebrate. And she brings the urn. And I hate that. I hate that. And also she sings like a sad song and really brings down the mood in this karaoke. Yeah, yeah, she's the opening act. (laughs) Oh God. And she's like weeping on stage because she sings to like a ghost of Jerry, like the, you know, the bar empties and he's there also crying. And yeah, you're like, I was going to go up and sing Don't Stop Me Now, but like, (laughs) can someone get this widow off the stage, please? I don't know how to follow this. Uh, and it was very weird because uh, the, the reason she goes to karaoke is because there was a night where um, she didn't want to go to karaoke and he made her go to karaoke and she got up on stage and did a whole number and everyone was like, oh my God, who knew this about Holly? The song she sings is probably the most mid-2000s I'm sexy, look at me song. because and, cause I, and I just remember thinking, I've never heard this song again. I also feel like it was sung by a black artist and Hilary Swank shouldn't oh have been singing it. I hadn't thought about that, but oh. And again, to go back to like their toxic relationship, yeah, the flashback you're, <laughs> the flashback you're talking about though, uh, Jared Butler does sing in this movie. He's got a great singing voice, and anytime he's singing is a good scene. I'm yeah. like, okay, yes. Whenever he's not doing his bad accent or yeah. being a ghost, he's pretty good in this. He does movie. A, He does a good sweaty drunk rendition of Mustang Sally. <laughs> oh, just moist, <laughs> Mustang Sally. <laughs> Oh, goodness. And yeah, so then he's like... <laughs> I'm sorry, are you not ready to recover from that joke? Oh, I'm still laughing at that. <laughs> and yeah, so it's he sings and then everyone's like, Woo, Jerry! And he's like, you know who's a little bitch? My wife! 
that she won't go on stage. And I'm like, I don't think that's how karaoke bars yeah. work. I think you like, there's a list and you go up after. So he like negs her on stage to sing. She slips off stage and breaks her nose. And then they're in the hospital. <laughs> Just sort of, sorry, I don't break it this very quickly. She goes, I bet, I bet you a hundred dollars she won't do it. Who is that bet targeted towards? I don't know. Yes. And then she stands up and goes, make it two. To then it becomes, that's just inside trading because she knows the result. <laughs> because if yeah. she, she goes, make it 200, he should be like, no, because you're probably going to do it then. But yeah. is, her, is her understanding of that bet that he is going to pay her to get on stage? So did he pay his wife $200? $200. He's like, Holly, you know that we can't afford that. <laughs> God damn it, you dumb ho. <laughs> the, yeah, she's the, like... The large vinyl player, the vinyl record player I have. You know, the one with the big fucking speaker? What's that? What are those called again? Oh, the gramophone. The gramophone arrives on Tuesday. <laughs> we need... We have, uh, no, we have no space in our apartment. The, the deep freezer needs defrosting, Holly. You know we can't afford this. Oh, yeah, so we, why, we need a deep freeze because we have a kiln for all our mugs and pots. <laughs> oh god! Oh Think yeah, that's it, what's though. behind the ensuite is the kiln. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. I was just thinking, like, just another way to give people a, a point of view or a, a reference point for this urn. It's like a little mini freezer. It's like something. Like it's, I don't know. I'm just, it just, I feel like you could open. Yeah, actually, it looks like you'd open it, and there'd be like bottles of beer in it. Yes, it is the size of those like Argos mini fridges that were yeah. like all the range for a while. Oh yeah. So then Sorry, they she went to starts... the hospital. Sorry, no, I cut you off. Oh they, they... yeah, that's fine. I was about to skip over that, but they go to the hospital, and again, he's just like jokes, 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 and I'm like, wow, you really are not reading the situation, Jerry. And so they're always fighting. She's like, God, I miss Jerry, and then in every flashback, <laughs> well, basically every flashback, they're fucking fighting, either fighting or flirting and being completely insane. Yeah, I, yeah. I, there's a, like even even their first ever meeting. It's just like. <sighs> It's unhinged. Yeah. <laughs> I have a lot of feelings about the flashback where they first meet. Okay, in... I, I, I want to... <laughs> speaking of unhinged, so Holly's mom owns a pub and there is an employee at this pub played by Harry Connick Jr. who is like mm-hmm. a world... I, is he not like a world-renowned singer? Like, is he not a big I think s- so. Yeah. like, And he's also like a very famous actor. Oh yeah, yeah, I've seen him in loads of stuff. This movie wouldn't have fucking convinced me. He's oh, he's been. He's, in... Oh wow, he's not. I think good he did things. a lot of TV. He's stuff, in Dolphin Tale One and Dolphin Tale uh, Dolphin Tale Two. Oh my god, do excuse me. Uh, um, he's not in much. I think he did maybe voice stuff because I see Iron Giant here. I see. P.S. I love you. Um, I think he was on TV. Oh, he was in Will and Grace. Law and Order. Like, he's just been in stuff. I recognise him from something. Oh, he was Daddy Warbucks in Annie Live from 2021. Ah. Anyway, he's a fucking sociopath. <gasps> Thank you. This man is a skin eater. He is <laughs> terrifying. Because, <laughs> like, there's two ways to view... There's two ways to read his character. And it's frankly kinder to view him as 
a sociopath because they make what he makes one comment where it sounds like they're describing an autistic person where he's like oh I don't get social cues and like jokes and stuff and then the whole joke is though that he's just rude and he has like pills to make him less rude and I'm like that's not how any of this works sir and he's just terrifying he's going to eat her eyelids in the middle of the night like he asks like oh you know can I ask how he died and he's pouring her a drink in the pub and she says a brain tumor and he goes nice <laughs> and you're just like this is our first introduction to and this the, nightmare this is this is at the funeral like, at a... the funeral <laughs> at the wake at his like yeah this man hits on Holly every chance he gets immediately <laughs> like, every chance he gets he hits on this woman who like she know like and it's like it's not like he doesn't know she has an ex-husband that's dead she's looking yes. around a large leather cube <laughs> which is a constant reminder of her deceased husband it's like Holly, are you on a booster seat no i'm sitting on cherry's cube <laughs> everywhere she goes it's just yeah, so like, but like, it's uh, they keep kind of meeting up. He he like fancies her so much, and she's not ready to move yeah. on because her husband's been dead mere days, and yeah. it's just like he just keeps trying, but he he keeps doing all these things about like he ha- tells a whole story about like he had a his current fiance dumped him, but his and then he went and slept with his ex fiance, who was also his ex business partner who took the business off him, so he lost his business and his wife in the same. This weird story. And I don't know if it was supposed to be like, oh, I'm so awkward and uh, I'm so awkward and quirky. Like, maybe you should get with me as the alternative guy. Like, you're a site now. You're you're a serial killer. (laughs) Like, you should. Yeah, 100%. Because she says like, oh, how did you get over that? And him, deadpan, was just like, oh, I had a, were his words, I had a hooker phase. And I'm like, are you telling Holly that she should go yeah. just find some sex worker and she was like did that work and he was like until I ran out of money and I'm like get out of there Holly get away they're in a, they're, tell- <laughs> they're in a closet no one can see them <laughs> Like, uh, tell your mother at once <laughs> that's her employer tell your mother that he is dangerous <sighs> this is like so much unlike of a Holly character is Holly leaves her mother with this man for most days <laughs> I know this tiny four foot nothing Kathy Bates against Harry Connick Jr. is just like that's not a fair fight. (laughs) Sorry, (laughs) Kathy Bates. Oh, true. Yeah, you wouldn't. You wouldn't cross Kathy Bates. No. So then, like nothing else happens. I don't know. But they go to Ireland. (laughs) Oh yeah, before they eventually go to Ireland. Yeah, the telegram. That is the oh, most. Oh, the telegram. That is my favorite scene in this movie because it's the most <laughs> realistic scene in this entire movie. The guy yes. who's been hired to like he's he's dressed up as a leprechaun. He has like a letter to give to Holly, and he has to, he has a whole song to sing. And then she goes, she just goes, "Do you have a letter?" And he's like, "Yeah." And he goes, "She's like, don't even fucking sing. Just give me the fucking letter. I don't want to hear you sing." And he goes, yeah. "Oh, thank God. I don't want to fucking sing. Do you think I want to do this?" She goes, "I don't give a shit what you want to do. Just give me the letter. Don't sing." He goes, "Fine." And he just storms off. I yeah, imagine, like, like slams the door. That is <laughs> exactly how I would deal in that situation if I was on. Oh, yeah. Either side of that, I would be like, "Don't sing, give me the thing." Or if I was on the singing person side, I'd be like, "Don't make me sing. Just take this so I can leave." <laughs> Please, just let me give you the note, and we're fine. 
Oh, yeah. Because, yeah, we eventually go to Ireland and all that happens before then is that she is obsessed with getting these letters. It Mm. is all she thinks about. She's not going back to work. People are calling her about, oh, she's like, hasn't washed in months or weeks. Like, they surprise her, her, like, parent, her friends come over and she's like in Jerry's unwashed shamrock boxers singing. (laughs) And you're just like, oof. Like, obviously, grief is very difficult, and I'm glad her family and friends do intervene eventually, but that's all you're missing. And then they go to Ireland. Her and and the girlies. So there's another thing I love about it. So they go to, like, a travel agent, because one of the letters goes to his travel agent. And it's really sweet, because one of the girls behind the till... Like starts crying because she's like, "Oh, you're Jerry's." So it's kind of like it's 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 yeah. crazy, you no? Know, like, and so that I kind of just liked for some reason. But what I loved is there was a leaflet. It was human. There. It was a moment that was very like very yeah nice and not terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it felt like it was a real person. Like that's a real yeah. dialogue that would happen. <laughs> My favorite thing was there was a pamphlet that said "day trip to Wicklow." Like they were selling a day trip to Wicklow <laughs> from New York. <laughs> from New York, and I just thought, and look, no offense to Wicklow. Does that need a whole pamphlet? Does that, do you need a whole pamphlet? <laughs> oh, yeah. Day trip to there's, for there's a, no, for a day trip to Wicklow. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, they they, 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 like. What I will say about this movie as well, it does paint Ireland in a great light as well, which I do oh, appreciate. For like, I love that where they stay, like that house, yeah, beautiful. Gorgeous. Um, that the shots yeah, of them like driving Ireland... around, like top notch. Yeah, Ireland's not like the butt of any jokes. Ireland's very much yeah. like, oh wow, this place is so much better than stinky L New York. <laughs> Another good thing about it is like all the Irish characters in it bar the ones not played by Irish people. So I'm talking about Jared Butler and Jeffrey Dean Morgan are yeah. not caricatures. They're real people. No, they're real Irish they're just actors. Just people and doing their lives. Love you know? it. And um, you know, and then it's it's really just the Americans that come off as as. Like idiots. idiots. Yeah. Uh, well, my favorite bit is when I sent you the voice message when, when Lisa Kudrow pronounces the pub as Whelan's as Whalen's. Whalen's. Yeah. She's like, you have to go to Whalen's, <laughs> me favorite pub. Because yeah, they, there's a letter waiting for them there when they arrive. So it's like her and the two gals go and they're gonna go. I don't know. Do the the Jerry tour of Ireland. <laughs> All of those scenes together with the three of them chatting and like when there's there's a scene of them like you know walking around like bringing the luggage in and sitting around a table at the Airbnb and going out rowing and going to the pub they're all these are like my favourites like scenes of the movie because it feels like these three friends you know they're you know in a different country they're like you can see why they get on so well they've been friends for years like like this is where I'm like oh I actually understand why the three of you hang out now and you all seem to be having a great time like for me I was like this was what the movie nearly should have been but there's all this other wacky stuff that occurs you know it's all about this woman and her support group getting through this grief yes because they don't go to Ireland for like a good hour or so of the movie yeah like they need to introduce Ireland sooner I think I understand why because like you set up no we can get rid of the opening fight that lasted like 10 minutes cut that and just start with, he's dead and it sucks. Because we have flashbacks of him, so we don't need, like, a moment of them, this is real time. Skip to the future, he's now passed away. Yeah. But we're also doing flashbacks. Like, just, I don't know. Because, yeah, everything in Ireland is just, the scenes are interesting. And there's more, like, interactions and stuff. And it's also just physically beautiful. Like, wherever, I don't know if it was actually shot in Enniscary. I'd say was. some parts were. Yeah. Okay. And they actually shot in the like, pub in Enniscary. Whelan's is a pub in Enniscary and they shot in it. 
Oh, it's not our Whelan's. It's not like no, it's Whelan's. it's not Dublin Whelan's, but there's actually there's a pub down there, and I I kind of want to go because I I really want to see like a plaque or something to say P.S. I love you was shot here. Hillary Swank sat here, you know. <laughs> Jer- yeah. Jared Butler sweated all over this stage. <laughs> oh, he is. He is slick when they see him. Oh, him and Jeffrey Dean Morgan, they're both just sweaty men. Yeah, Jeffrey Dean <laughs> you know, Morgan. You know what Irish men are like. <laughs> yeah. Jeffrey Dean Morgan is worse at the Irish, ac- Irish accent in this, by far, I yes. find. He is appalling. He is, but I forgive him because I enjoy looking at him. And also because he's a fun character. This was my next thing. I was like, do you find Jared Butler attractive? Because... No, see, sadly. This, and this is what I was thinking in my head. I was like, I feel like... In my head, I was like, I feel like Circa would enjoy this more. Because I, I was just like, I feel like Jared Butler wouldn't be Circa's type. And I feel like nah. she'll hate this movie so much more because it's Jared Butler. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I don't care that he's dead. It's fine. <laughs> Jared Butler, sure. I'm sure he's a lovely man. But Jerry in this movie, oh, I can leave him. He looks just, oh, I don't know. Just bring us Jeffrey Dean Morgan. And Jeffrey Dean Morgan also, we just never see him in any arguments. He's always in a good mood. Yeah, you know, he's either he's either laughing, doing one of his ten jobs, or playing the guitar. Or just butt naked we, in a bathroom. Know, yeah, they just show his arse in this movie, which I was like, grand, I am a-okay with this. But yeah, so they meet him singing in the pub. The girls are having a singular pint of Guinness between the three of them, I think. Because like the camera pans. It's like a nice shot like moving through a crowd. Yeah. And you follow this pint to their table. But that's like the only drink on the table. And they're like, oh my God, Holly, you have to go like talk to him. Like he's cute. Go talk to him. Which is like absolutely true. But like they also shouldn't push her too much if she's like, no, no, I'm still getting over the whole. Yeah. Only And only, that's the thing. This is the only man she's ever been with, really. She I said am. like, when I was 14, I dated Timmy so-and-so. I met you at 19 and now I'm completely lost. Which yeah. like that does suck. But so yeah, I'm like, okay, I understand your friends trying to push you out of the nest. But um. She goes up to Jeffrey Dean Morgan and is like, you sing good. And he's like, okay, okay, nice. I'm going to fuck this woman later. <laughs> Where does he come in later? We meet him at the pub. Yeah, so what He happens... sings Galway Girl and she has like it's, yeah, cause, a breakdown. Because Jerry sang that and then she was like, this is too similar to Jerry. And then they go out yeah. rowing. Uh, they go out in the lake and then oh, the, next day, the gals yeah. are having fun at the lake and then they drop Oh, they're having, they're having girlish <laughs> shenanigans, aren't they, Gary? <laughs> You know how women can't do shit. <laughs> oh yeah, I've I've always said never never leave a boat of women, le, never let a boat Unattended. of women leave the dock because they're not coming back. I've always said it. Oh, it's my motto. This this pissed me off because I was like, oh, these women aren't even trying. Cause they go out onto the boat and Lisa Kudrow's like painting her nails, and you're like, okay, fine, but like you could have done that at breakfast, Lisa Kudrow, <laughs> and. She drops. Does she drop both the oars because she's painting her nails, or do like one of them drop one? Yeah, and then the they other? then they're fe- fucking about with the life jackets, and then the other one drops another one. Yeah, in. but the oars are like six inches from the boat, floating mm. in the water. Yeah, and no one's willing to lean over. Not even get in the water. Just no one's willing to like. Oh, I'll take off my jumper and like lasso it back there. Yeah. They just give up, and they're like. We'll get back to shore eventually. And it's like, it's a lake. It doesn't have tides. You're just going to sit here. And this is where the two other women are like talking about their lives going on. Like Gina Gershon and Lisa Kudrow. Gina Gershon drops this in the most unnatural way possible. Yeah. That she (laughs) drops it like an oar into a lake. (laughs) (laughs) Drops it like a woman dropping an oar in a lake and then a scary, as they always say. Because... 
they're like, oh god, hopefully someone's gonna come around soon. Like, we can't be out here forever. And she goes like, oh, if we're here nine more months, then there'll be four <laughs> of us on the boat. <laughs> like, that's really how you thought you wanted to announce that you're pregnant? <laughs> and then Lisa Kudrow's like, oh god, I can't, oh, I, I hope not because I'm gonna miss my wedding. Oh, by the way, I'm getting married. <laughs> yeah. It's just so bad. And like, I can understand a bit because they sort of explain it away with like, oh, we didn't want to tell you because yeah. this is, this holiday is for you, Holly. This isn't about us. They still did it. That's my, like, yeah, in my head, I was like, it. you still did it though. Like, you, Girl, you hear them to... like gossiping later upstairs where they're like, oh my God, I'm, we're going to have kids together and it's going to be so magical. <laughs> oh. Even if you knew Holly wasn't in the gap. I just feel like yeah. if that was me, I'd be like, you know, that just feels weird to talk about. Considering yeah. we're, you know, visiting the homeland of Holly's deceased ho- husband who died early in life. I feel like we just, like, like I don't know, just... Yeah. Read the room. Yeah. Read the lake, gals. Read, read the house. Read the lake. Uh, so yeah, then someone does, like, <laughs> the equivalent, Ennis Gary's equivalent of the Coast Guard comes, <laughs> which is an owl man in a flat cap, and Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Did you play William who's, ri- who's riding this like a ski do? He's just on the back, like, hello, ladies, because he's the only man in Ennis Gary. So he. <laughs> yeah. His second job. They're like, you also work the lake? Yeah. And he's like, oh, on, on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and then I'm also the guitarist, and then later we see him on a farm, and then. <laughs> Yeah, like that just that's just a red flag of this man does not have a stable income. <laughs> oh, very true. Uh, listen, the musician life is hard. <laughs> it's not easy, man. Sometimes you also have to be a lifeguard uh, and a farmer. But like, if he is working on a farm, which we see later, that's a full-time job. So he's just a bad farmer. <laughs> yeah. Look, look, all like, like, I don't know, he could, he, could, he could just do some farm things that don't have to be done every day. Maybe he just... Oh, I don't, maybe. This is the, 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 the South Dublin in me is really showing as Gary struggles to list farm tasks. <laughs> oh, you know, the not everyday thing. Uh, I don't know. Do you have to change the cows? I don't know. <laughs> change the cows? Do you need to change the others? Oh, these ones aren't good anymore. <laughs> we'll swap out the cows. <laughs> Jesus. Really, I'm even struggling to think of bad, like, non-tasks. I don't know. Anyway, moving on. But Making hay. Tilling. <laughs> planting. I don't know. Making cheese. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're both very painfully south. <laughs> so, anyway, yeah. So, like, she goes back to America, I believe, and... Oh, she meets his parents, oh, which is... Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. You're skipping over. Don't... We can't go back to America yet, because... As far as we know, she's just like met this mysterious man and then he oh, yeah, stays yeah. the night and they have sex. And then post-coital spooning, like, oh, tell me about your man who died. And like some people I've seen be like, say that that's kind of inappropriate, but I think it's kind of nice. He's giving actually her an option to talk if she wants to. He's like, oh, tell me, tell me about your man. And she's like, oh yeah, he was from around here. I'm here, whatever. And he is just like, Oh, you're Jerry's Holly. We were in a band. We've been best friends since we were four. God, I'm so sorry. I couldn't get to the funeral. And she is rightly horrified. (laughs) And he's just naked as all get out. Like, so calm. Too calm. He's like, oh, yeah. That must suck. Get back into bed, love. And you're just like, oh, oh, oh. This is, oh, icky. (laughs) Yeah, that's how you describe this movie. Icky. Yeah. (laughs) And 
I love um, as well, yeah, that like Jerry can't be from Lucan. <laughs> They're like, no, he's from the most picturesque part of East Ireland you can yeah. find. He's <laughs> from like beautiful and a scary. He's not from like Balbriggan. They're like, no, no, no. <laughs> he is from Enniskerry. Uh, it has to be. But yeah, the, and, and basically, like, I think after that. Oh, I, I just want to say there is that scene where they she start they they first meet and they're walking around Wicklow National Park and stuff and they have their oh, meet yes, cues the and, flashback and I hate that. But there's a bit in it, and it's weird for me to notice. I think which is Go she's on. like I've been walking around for hours. I don't know where I am, and she's like wearing like n- like knee high boots. I'm like, there's no way you've been walking around there in those boots. You'd be dead. As in the sense of like, you would have just sat down somewhere. I just be, I was oh, like, yeah. she doesn't look, I, maybe that's the point that she doesn't look like she's going for a hike. But my God, I was like, yeah, just yeah. ill prepared. But yes. you have this whole thing. I just, I hate, I hate, I hate, oh, hate the scene. scene is, I hate it. Oh, but I, let's, let's sink our teeth into it because yeah. So he finds her lost in Wicklow National Park. And to make... How old was she at the time? I looked this up. So I think Hilary Swank is currently like in her 40s. And so she was like mid 30s when she made this movie. And they want her to look 19 in this flashback. She's supposed to be 19 in that flashback? 19. Oh, they no. were 19 when oh, they met. Oh, she doesn't look like 19 in that flashback. <laughs> oh, couldn't you tell from all the bright colours she's wearing? She was a very <laughs> colourful teen. I will give them that. Oh, so she's wearing, yeah, like a rainbow knitted hat and like a multicolored skirt and yeah, the boots and all this nonsense. And they make her very like bubbly and whatever, but she comes off kind of ditzy then or something. I don't know. I was just like, they're like, how do we make very serious actress Hilary Swank look 19 and clueless? I don't know. She wears a lot of layers (laughs) and doesn't know what a national park is because he's like, you're you're in Wicklow National Park. Yeah. What were? It's a park. Like I don't know what you were expecting. Because she's, she's on the side of some road. Yeah, like. she's in. She's from New York. She probably thinks something some more Central Park is kind of like yeah. the biggest park she's seen. I don't know. I'm not gonna. Yeah. I'm not gonna write. I'm not gonna write logic into this movie that it refused to write in the first place. <laughs> we're not paid as scriptwriters here, so we're not gonna try and find. Oh, speaking reason. of the scriptwriter, it's the director Richard La Greven. I'm oh, fuck. Li- li- Richard Legee. I'm going to pronounce it like You can have a look at it. <laughs> but he's done... He did The Fisher King. He did uh, uh, The Horse Whisperer. Uh, Water for Elephants. Unbroken. Oh, I've seen that. Uh, Disenchanted. Oh, that's the new... Mm-hmm. Oh, he's doing the new Disenchanted That's the Netflix movie. one. Okay. No, no, the Disney. The one with um, Amy Adams and... Are you sure? Disenchanted is that uh, oh, no. animated one. Oh, no, but the new... Oh, wait. No, no, but the, the other one was Enchanted and this is called Disenchanted. It's the sequel. Oh, that is misleading. <laughs> yeah, isn't it? Richard uh, Legee. Richard Legee. Yeah, so, yeah, he's written... St- I think, yeah, like, Robin Williams is nominated for a few awards for The Fisher King. So, like, mm. he must have been... Uh, he's bad writer. He didn't do this very well at all. But, um... <laughs> as all, I did mention say this earlier, actually. So, even though it was critically panned, it was made on a budget of $30 million. Uh, and it made $156 million worldwide. So it was very profitable. So I hope Celia Hearn got some Saw that, yeah. Including that. my couple of euros when I saw it yeah. with some girls oh after school. Oh my God, yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, they're they're trying to get back to Dunlauga Harry. Dunlauga. I appreciated that. I like that joke because... <laughs> I, I saw it in Dunleary Cinema and I was just like, hey, it's it's a call out for the thing. Yeah. That's where I am. <laughs> and yeah, they, <laughs> have, they have a long chat. 
<laughs> they have a long chat throughout Wicklow National Park. He's like, let me walk you home. And then he tells some mad story about, like, if I like a girl, I send out my vibes, basically. What does he say? Okay. <laughs> some if, you, if you honestly want to know, my notes have effectively stopped. Because I think it was okay. at this point where in the movie, where I was like, I'm done. I The only thing I remember from this scene is they kiss and she yep. runs away because she says, no, don't tell me who you are. Don't tell me where you are. Anything like that. If we ever meet again, it's fate. And she just scuttles away. so funny. Yeah, she just legs it out because they're just, again, on another side road. Yeah, I don't know. So he says some bullshit about, like, how I get a woman is by putting out good energy or something. And then this is where, again, this is where I felt the real uh, dumbing down of her character. A dog runs down the road. Oh, and God, he's yeah. like, <laughs> he's like, <gasps> It's a wild Irish dog and it's clearly like someone's pet. And so he like grabs onto her, holds her close and is like, you can't move. It's too dangerous. And that's how he like seduces her. She does eventually cop on because she's like, will the dog notice if we if we face each other? And they like start shifting in the middle of the road and the owner of the dog is just like, hi, Jerry. I'm trying to get past them. <laughs> like, oh, just Jerry's vibing the women on the roads again. <laughs> So like I was thinking to myself, like that would nearly be a good opening of the movie in a way. Yeah. But yeah. there is that nice scene where she's reading one of his letters that the, she gave, he gave the parents to give to her when she got yeah. there, and you know he's what you call it, um, uh, what you call it. He's like over her shoulder as he's reading it, kind of thing like that. Like well, it was kind mm. of cool stuff like that. But but yeah. yeah. We're That's basically the, the end of the Ireland then, trip. She then gets back goes to back New York. to America, and then there's no more letters for a while, and she's having a breakdown. And Harry Connick Jr. is trying to just eat her liver with yeah. some fava beans and a nice Chianti. There's a bit where she's like, "Oh, maybe we can go to the Lakers game sometime," and then he overhears them her saying that she's going to, um, she's going to Ireland, and then he just hears that and he rips up the tickets. Like, yeah. look, I don't know how much baseball tickets are but if yeah. I had bought you know, rugby tickets for like me and a girl to go see and she said she didn't want to go I'd be like okay I'll just go with someone else because these tickets were probably like 50 quid each so like I'm not it's, gonna they're still valid yeah or like give them to someone else why rip them up this is one of the many things about this character I do not understand Oh, there's it's only misunderstandings I, I, then there's a scene where they're in a diner together and he's he's saying something weird oh she's like there she's laughing they're laughing together and she's like oh Jerry and he's like I'm not fucking Jerry alright yeah oh he goes off they have like dinner and every time that like this man he just cause yeah why does like you said why does he keep trying when yeah. he knows she's not ready for anything any sort of relationship they go out to dinner and every time anyone asks her about Harry Connick Jr she's like oh we're just friends we're just hanging out She's trying to tell people, like, no, I'm not yeah. ready for a relationship. And um, so he, yeah, but, she says, she accidentally calls him Jerry. And he's like, when are you going to get over him? Or do you need one of his letters to tell you? And I'm like, whoa, dude, her husband died and she's 30. Like, yeah. come on. And, <laughs> and he storms out he of the storms restaurant. Out and then some, wait- some bitch of a waitress, in my opinion, <gasps> this comes over. And it's just like... Um, uh, will your will your will your will your company be or like will your 
friend be joining you? And then she's like, no. And he goes, and she goes, oh, so just for one then. And then takes yeah. all of the plates and cutlery away. I'm just like, God. there's no need for that. Like, Yeah, that is absolutely you callous. Know, you can just quietly take those plates away without saying anything. You can just take them just away. Leave, when, them. leave them and take them away when you're dropping the food over. It, like, is this yes. diners in such need of plates, cutlery and menus that they just, as soon as they see someone isn't going to be dining with them, they just scoop them up and... <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. No, no, that that actor, that waitress was SAG accredited, and she was like, "I'm getting my lines in. Oh, You're yeah, paying so, me for, yeah. <laughs> for a spoken part." Oh, me, I was bitch waitress in PS. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah, and then I think after this is when Holly has the the you know it all becomes a bit too much, um, mm. isn't it? And then she runs to her mother, and then her mother's like, uh, "I think so." Yeah, I kind of like that. Was that after she kind of go... breaks down again? <laughs> Yeah, because there is a scene later on where, oh yeah, because I think I might be getting this wrong now, but I think what happens is then it turns out that Kathy Bates has been given the, has been was given all the yeah. letters and she's the one dishing them out and you can kind of see she's like I didn't think this was a good idea, but look, you do you because there is that there's actually that there's that whole story of like Kathy Bates' husband Holly's um father dad uh, was never around yeah he left he just abandoned them and they both lost their husbands at a young age and there is that brutal scene of like i don't, I don't mean brutal in terms of like poor quality i just more mean like harsh in that like mm. she's like you know they have an argument about what's better for your husband to willingly leave or your husband to be taken away from you um yeah. which was like i don't know i feel like if, if this was a drama movie you could have played around with that a bit more but it was just said yes. as like oh how could you Anyway, let's be friends yeah. like in twenty minutes time. <laughs> but uh, yeah, anyway, let's go for a walk in the park and it'll be fine now. Yeah, uh, and then he gets she gets one more last letter, which is just like, bye. I think isn't it? I don't think that. Yeah, I've... he's like, I I also don't remember, but well, no, I don't remember the details of the letter. Yeah, he's like, come on, time to get over it now. And what they do is, uh, she like reads the last letter, I think, and then brings it to fucking Harry Connick Jr. and. He, he mm. takes her to the Lakers stadium. He takes her to the sport field because his uncle works there or some. It's all. Who cares? So and so what he happened reads was the letter Harry, out there. Uh, Harry Connick Jr. Oh, yes, he reads the letter out. Yes, yes, yes. Harry Connick Jr. said to Holly, Hey, do you want to come to a dimly lit stadium where we'll be the only people there at night? And she was like, Yes. And I was like, tell your friends, let them know when you're going. Let them, yeah. <laughs> like, do not go somewhere this with this man. This was before live location on WhatsApp. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Tell them what you're wearing, if you want any yeah. identifying moles or scars on your body. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that's it. She's like, oh, I need a sign. And fucking Harry Connick Jr. calls. And she's ah, like, that's, that's the sign. And so they go, he reads out the letter. And it's like, oh, we have to take life by the horns or I don't know. And they kiss. And thank and that's, God, because yeah. I didn't it, know how Because <laughs> I didn't know where I was like, is that the message of this movie? Is it like just to like move on and like sometimes you think someone's not a good fit, but like they're exactly who you need? Or I thought it was gonna be some bullshit. And thank, like you said, thank God they were like, no, that was weird. Let's never do that again. Yeah, I was so glad because I, even though I'd seen it, I couldn't remember. It had been years, like fourteen years since I'd seen this, and I was like, does she end up with Harry Connick Jr.? No, like. He's going to have a shrine to her in the basement of that pub, like, with she's, snippets of her she's, hair. He's like, going <laughs> to put her in a cube. Exactly. Oh, so, but no, yeah, they kiss and they're both like, oh, ooh, that was weird. Nope, didn't like yeah. that. Oh, let's just be friends. And I was like, okay, at least 
maybe now he'll stop pestering her yeah. constantly. And then what happens? Uh, so, ha- so what happens at the end of the movie then is quite nice in that Holly brings um, her mother to oh, Ireland. Yes. And there's a scene where Holly, uh, Holly's mom, uh, you know, is a bit flirtatious with some other Irish farmer who's related to William, Jeffrey Dean Morgan's character. It's his dad. Yeah. And, you know, and like, it looks like William and Holly are like friends now. And it's just, that's, I'm glad Holly Bates, uh, Holly Bates, what am I saying? Kathy Bates got to go to Ireland <laughs> as well. Um, but yeah, yeah. And it's just all this like, you know, uh, it's just Holly, at the end of it, it's Holly, you know, living her life, dealing with it as she can. And, you know, even being able through her having to deal with her grief is able to help her mother in hers from like 30 yeah, years on. exactly. Her mother just like break out of whatever rut she's been in and yeah like her mom is immediately taken back like again Kathy Bates is not in this movie for cumulatively that long but when she like just gets out of the taxi like Holly has to like tear her away from just looking at the countryside and I thought that was just like a really nice little touch yeah. she's like oh my god no oh god sorry yeah of course I'm coming in a second I just oh god would you look at this and yeah this farmer makes her laugh and Holly's like ooh yeah ooh and that's about it and the moral of the story is yeah you don't get with harry connick jr you get with the discount version of your ex-husband potentially (laughs) the one who earlier said me and me and jerry share everything shared everything (laughs) exactly oh we completely forgot to mention the fact that she becomes like a premier shoe designer oh my god how did we forget (laughs) that because it's fucking doesn't do anything in the movie it does nothing it's just like oh i found my passion because can i explain the scene where she like her eureka moment go for it (laughs) oh she's like throwing something across the room because she's sad fair and the buckle that flew off jerry's suspenders in his striptease like falls off something and lands perfectly on a shoe like the tongue of a shoe and she picks up the shoe and she's like ah jerry's ghost is telling me to become a cobbler and so she like starts doing like a night course in creating shoes and in the like the movie ends with an awful mid-2000s thing so many mid-2000s movies did this with like the actual snapshots where they show like a fake Polaroid montage ah, of yes. things that have happened. And they show her like going from, oh, I've sold a pair of shoes to, oh, I own a store in New York <laughs> yeah. full of fucking high class shoes. And it's just like, excuse me? What? She's really good at shoes though, Circa. She's, she's really, really good at shoes. Shoes are her passion. Mm. She remember, makes shoes for Lisa Kudrow's wedding. Yeah, do you remember there's that weird... After ignoring her for six months. Yeah, did you remember... And then, oh, I can't get into it. Uh, do you remember there was that weird, like, character trait where she just kept watching old movies? Do you remember that just useless... Oh, but, yeah. Remember that? I was like, hey, you'll like this movie because we're going to show you old and better movies. Yeah, she's only ever watching black and white movies. And, like, that's fine. I also like old movies, but they never... They're just like, that's all she watches. Yeah. I think maybe she doesn't actually have any channels. Like, they don't have their <laughs> TV license. And all she has is a bunch of old VHSs. Uh, oh. The shoe so, yeah. How did I forget about the shoe designer thing? Oh. oh because it does... No, all it, like, fixes, quote-unquote, in terms of, like, plot, is that she now found something that's for her. Ah, uh, yeah. Because Jerry's like, you're, you're gonna find your job. And she does find her job. Even though he didn't, like, guide her in a way. But... Yeah. Oh no, His it was his suspender <laughs> yeah. buckle. It was Jerry's like 
sweaty arse buckle that sent her. <laughs> I know it wasn't known as arse, but like so just, it's a suspender. So, like, speaking no. of that, speaking of that buckle uh, of the suspender, uh, on set it hit um, Hilary Swank in the uh, in the head, and she had to go to hospital and get stitches uh, because. No <laughs> way. Yeah. So that's she, that, sorry, Hilary Swank. Yeah, there, there's a sign for you. Just don't don't uh, shoot this movie. Yeah, exactly. Stop now. Turn back. Did they also open a bunch of umbrellas indoor? <laughs> indoors? Yeah. Uh, but it's a yeah, bad movie. See... It's a bad movie. It's not good. It's a bad no movie. one should watch it. Um, they should remake it, in my opinion, and they should make it a Netflix series. And every episode is a new letter, and you cast Jamie Jordan in it. Job done. Damn boy, that's actually you're winning me over with that pitch. Damn it. <laughs> I just, I just feel like I feel like I, 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 it actually makes me want to read the book. In a way, because I'm just, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm so intrigued by it. by it. Like, and I feel like, hold on, what's this? I, pre- I'm pretty sure I looked at this. P.S. I love you. Uh, book, Goodreads, <laughs> Goodreads. Like, what's its score? It's got, like, it's got a four. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's good. Like, yeah, name another, absolutely. name and another, like, name another, like, well-known book. Like, the Catcher in the Rye. What's that got? <laughs> <laughs> Let's compare. Okay, so uh, PSW is a 4.02. Catcher the Rye is currently loading, so Gary is stalling for time. <laughs> Catcher the Rye is 3.81. So you heard it here first. PSW is better than Catcher the Rye. It's a Bader classic. And that's the thing, like, Celia Hearn has. Is it Celia or Cecilia? I'm going to make a fool of myself. Oh, you actually could be right. I think it might be a Cecilia. I've been saying Celia, but it could be Cecilia. I can't remember. Let me look it up. Sorry. Uh, please do. Can but, we, like, she's also written. Can we call her Bertie Ahern Jr.? <laughs> <laughs> but um be a hern junior like it is she has also written lots of other books it's not it's not like she just wrote one and then disappeared like she is a writer you know mm-hmm. yeah she's yeah so like PSLV was her first novel um but oh, wow. yeah she wrote well this is the first one on the list of like that's 2004 then she has other ones like where rainbows ends uh where rainbows end if you could see me now a place called here thanks for the memories and i don't mean to sound bad but those for those ones all have wikipedia links and then after that mm. the next 10 don't so i feel like <laughs> maybe they weren't as well received um maybe not the uh, 2000s were her time maybe <laughs> yeah i like she got a well she wrote one for 2021 so she's still yeah i remember writing. saying ads for it um freckles is the name of it but, um, Here's something. I looked up Irish actors just thinking of your uh, fake Netflix series and I'm going to pick a few at random and you tell me okay. if you would. Yes, I will accept Pierce Brosnan as the leading role. Damn it. <laughs> That's exactly what I was going for. I was like, Pierce Brosnan as every character. Yeah, I think I think Pierce Brosnan could play Holly. I think he could play Jerry. Definitely <laughs> William. But I think most importantly... William's dad. Oh, William's dad for sure. Um, and then as Harry Connick Jr.'s character, probably going to go with Pierce Brosnan again. If we were to really lean in to Harry Connick Jr. actually being unhinged, and this is no shade to this actor, but I think they do a really great job. Killian Murphy, like a creepy Killian Murphy oh. behind the bar, like terrifying this woman, or a Jonathan Reese Myers, those just like uh, kind of sharp faced men. He doesn't, doesn't have to be Irish now, so like you can cast anyone. No, I mean, oh, Harry Connick Jr. doesn't have yeah. to be true. Uh, Colin Meany as Jerry, and oh. <laughs> Gabriel oh. Byrne as Jeffrey Dean Morgan. <laughs> That's good. I like that. Uh, sorry, last thing I want to say is Cecilia Hearn. This is not important. This could be cut. Uh, she was part of the Irish pop group Shima, who finished third in the Irish national final of the Eurovision Song Contest in 2000. So four years before, wow. she, was, she was trying to do it Never all. Never heard of it. She was trying to do it all. <laughs> she was trying to do it all. Um, who else could you cast? And then, as, I don't know. I just know, as Irish dude, 
Jamie Dornan would would knock it. He's he's very good in two things I've seen recently. One being Belfast. He's very very good in Belfast. Highly mm. recommend. And another one that I'm going to try and mention on every single podcast until everyone I know has seen it, and that's Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar, where he is fucking incredible in it, and everyone needs to see it. <laughs> I will. I'll get on that. Chris O'Dowd. Sorry, I'm just looking at list Irish actors. That Chris O'Dowd could be almost like kind of like your bumbling sweet kind of guy. Like, did you ever see his um, amazing Jessica James? No. Oh, that's the thing. He's like, you wouldn't expect him for a rom-com, but as sort of like an offbeat character, he could be like a Jeffrey Dean Morgan. I've seen him in Bridesmaids. Does that count as a rom-com performance? Yeah, but it's not very... Ah, yeah, I don't... He's yeah. not comedic in it. He's yeah. doing like an American thing. Nah. Anyway, well, we could stay here all day listing the amazing talent of Irish actors and actresses. <laughs> could be, uh, yeah. Sorry. That's a different podcast. That's a different Yeah, that's what we'll do. We'll do P.S. I love you, Gary and Circa recasts. Uh, <laughs> Circa, for every for every actor Circa suggests, Gary actors uh, suggests Pierce Brosnan three more times. <laughs> but, exactly. Pierce Brosnan was the boat. Sorry. Pierce Brosnan was the cube. This Pierce is, Brosnan was the buckle. <laughs> this has nothing to do with this movie, but there's a movie that came out uh, re- this year. It's called The King's Daughter. It's got Pierce Brosnan in it. Um, it was delayed seven years from when they shot it to what? release it. Like my mother watched it and she was like, Gary, like I, she was like, I was watching this movie and he looked so good in it. I was like, he's looking great for his age. And then she looked into <laughs> it and it was because he shot it in 2015. Like, I'm like oh my God. and it was a box office bomb and it looks awful. It's just really funny. I just thought it was gas. Amazing. Anyway, I it's love that. You're like, what's your secret? I time traveled. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think th- okay. I think that's a good way to end our PS. I love you podcast. We're I think talking so. about would Pierce you Bros. would you recommend it? Would no. you recommend it to anyone this no. Valentine's Day? No, it's not even fun. It's not a fun bad movie. No, uh, like something like a Valentine's Day, hundred percent. I'd watch that yeah, yeah, yeah. over this again. Uh, but look, if you're looking for something to do on Valentine's Day, absolutely watch this because this will make you not want to rush into it. Like if you're single, watch this. I mean, yeah, it's exactly. It's not going to make you think, my God, I wish I found someone to shove in a cube. <laughs> If you, want, if you want to feel better about your life, yeah. you're like, actually, no, you know what? I'm doing fine. I'm doing all right. And then also I meant to say there's a que- there's going to be a question in the, in the if you're listening on Spotify, there's going to be that question. We want to know who you'd cast as Jerry and why you think it should yeah. be Pierce Brosnan. But right, Circa, <laughs> I want to say thank you very much. Um, I, ho- I, hope you have a, I hope you have a swell Valentine's Day today. You too, Gary. And I'm so... Thank you for the sacrifice of watching this film. Uh, Anytime. Well, no, not anytime. Just this once. Never again. (laughs) Never again. (laughs) This one time. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, Yeah, obviously saying thanks to yourself. Saying who's listening to this or any of the other episodes. If you want to know when new ones are coming out, you can follow at ReadingInThePeers on Instagram. You can follow on Spotify and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. You can also leave a rating on Spotify. Just fucking put five stars in. What else are you doing? You're listening to this. Just put five in. Come on. And... uh, Come on. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And uh, yeah, have a good day. Take it easy. Goodbye.